here's your host, Alex Garrett. Ladies and gentlemen, you could have been anywhere in the world tonight, but you're here with us in New York City. Are you ready? I know I am. Hey, I'm Alex Garrett, your host for this episode and everything Alex Garrett Podcasting. And this podcast specifically focuses on topics that should be trending. And, well, you know what they say, right? Oh, if the shoe fits, wear it. Well, that line means so much to me. Find out why next on Alex Garrett Podcasting, where we wear that shoe proudly. And we always do, right? And, and, and today is International Podcasting Day, by the way. Alex Garrett, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, it is International Podcasting Day, and I wanted to start there, first of all, because this show is a lot more global than I realize. I, I literally have Spreaker's breakdown of this uh, geolocation. Would you like to hear it? Because it's kind of where I want to start it, start it tonight. United States, 65% are listening here in our nation. But Russia, yes, there are people in Russia, 20, 12% listening to this podcast. United Kingdom, 4.49%. Germany, I have my pastor Birgit Solano, and I might know others out there as well. Uh, 2, 2.04. The Netherlands is tuned into this 1.63%. Canada, they are at 1.63% tuning in. Australia, uh, Finland, Brazil, Hungary, even. Um, so uh, I just think it's interesting that Russia at 12% is uh, listening to this podcast. I'm not a Russian agent. Let me put it that way. I am not. Um, but I don't mind that the Russia. Oh, you like Russia. If you say you don't mind, you like the Russians listening. No. I don't mind the Russian people listening. If it's the Russian government, I don't know what to tell you about that one. But if Russian people want to hear this podcast at 12%, that's pretty awesome if you ask me. So we've got that. But here's the funny part. I, I don't know who the other 7% of countries could be. So how about how about this for um, International Podcasting Day? Let's zero in on exactly where this podcast is heard globally. 7.6% of you. If you have an email, alex.garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T, 21 at yahoo.com is where you can find me. If you have... On Instagram, you can find me at AlexGNYC. And if you have a Twitter, AlexGNYC as well. So 7.76% of other countries listening to this podcast, which is continuing every day. I think one of the most amazing things about this pandemic has been the ability to set some time aside and do this and really just air what's on this cranial, cranium, I don't know what to say, if you will. On this podcast. So thanks for bearing with me. Every day I try and do this. Uh, it is therapeutic. I know Mike Myers, Radio Hope, and I've talked about that. This is therapy in a way to just let it let go of what's on our mind. So, well, what else is on everybody's mind over the last 24 hours? Three and a half million okay, dollars right. from the Let's mayor of Moscow. Let's talk about that. Think true. It's a that thing. report is totally Why discredited. Did he get it? I, I I Mitt Romney on that committee said it wasn't worth taxpayers' Gen money, that report. It was written for political reasons. You know, I'd like to talk about climate change. 
And I really, you know, I really felt bad for Chris Wallace last night. I know people will say, well, he's siding with Biden. I, I just think he was overwhelmed. Um, and the fact that two 70-plus-year-old men, grown men, are fighting literally like they're kids on the schoolyard really ticked me off last night. It got to a point where that humor isn't funny. Where the fact that we did not get substance isn't funny. And it's funny for the biggest reason that I could think of. That there are 25 plus year olds. Who would love to be on that presidential debate stage. There are 25 plus year olds. Who see this and say. What the F man. Come on man. As Biden would say. And so why shouldn't we really have a discussion of lowering this voting, uh, voting as well? No, lowering the bar, the age to run for president. That is my topic tonight on International Podcasting Day. Because I think it's time. I think it's high time we seriously consider lowering the age to run for president. 35 is great, but you know, kids at 25, kids, but 20 plus, 20 somethings, they're already making connections. We got Charlie Kirk, who was actually going to be on my, on our radio station, AM 970, um, where I work daily when I'm not on the clock, or when I am on the clock, rather. But Charlie Kirk, AOC, she would probably run if the age was lowered. That's true. I just think this it's three and a half million dollars from the mayor of Moscow. Let's talk about not true. That is a disaster. Because we are dealing with tenuous times. We do have a virus that China unleashed to us. I know it had. I know it did. Somehow they figured out a way to blame Europe for this. But honestly, it was originated in China. We have that. We have buildings that aren't being secured and really open to being burned down. And vulnerable to being destroyed when rioting gets too much. So to have this, it's three and a half million okay, dollars right. from the Let's mayor of about, Moscow. Let's talk about not think true. Gentlemen, that's not what we're looking for in this 2020 cycle, or should be. And then there's a few more debates of this, and I'm really wondering what's going to happen. But if you allowed energized millennials, uh, the older generation, the, the Biden, the Pelosi, the Trump generation always says, we got to leave a great future for our kids, you know, who are up and coming and whatever. Well, why not that make them the leaders of this these parties now? A big reason why the 20-somethings were not as engaged is because they had no reason to. Because it was the same old 60-plus-year-old or 70-plus-year-old getting this election. And I know Obama was in his 40s, 50s. But generally, it wasn't your usual, it wasn't your modern office. And it wasn't your modern Congress. Because all these establishment people would be there year after year. But when I see ideas like Charlie Kirk versus AOC or Charlie Kirk 
uh, well, AOC is the most prominent uh, on the left, I guess you could say Omar, but she would never have a chance to run. Uh, AOC would probably have a very viable chance to run for president, God help us, but she would. And so I think we need to truly inspire the young blood to tackle these issues. To not be allowing the media to just trot out the one millionth death of COVID without saying, let's have a solution. And when there is a solution, it could be the vaccine. They say, oh, don't deal with that. But here's a one millionth death. But we don't want to know what the next solution would be because we want to just keep talking about the numbers. And so younger people should be able to give them a chance at these debate stages to answer and call on uh, effectiveness of the media to not only report the numbers, but tell us about the solutions and do it in a way that's strictly news-based, not opinionated. I was very tired last night of the schoolyard feeling that debate had, as anybody should have been. And the fact that they are decades older than any, you know, a lot of my generation is insane because they're supposed to be the leaders. And yet it devolved into chaos. So what do you think? Should we lower the age to become president from 35 to 25? There are a lot of minds out there that are speaking up. Terrence Williams, um, real Alex... Clark, I think is her name. Uh, Ashley St. Clair on the on the conservative side. On the liberal side, I would say Kamala is a younger voice for the party. Um, on the liberal side, I would say AOC. I would say even Tulsi Gabbard, if Tulsi was actually accepted by the party for her views, she would shake things up mightily. She could have shaken up those debate stages mightily. But no, it was all about Biden, and it is all about Biden. And on the right, it's all about Trump. And I think going in all, in all in on Trump isn't necessarily the answer either, because look at what this was last night. Mayor? It's three and a half million okay, dollars right. from the Let's mayor talk about of Moscow. Let's talk about not think true. That's, I would almost call it disgraceful. Because... And I also believe Trump held his own against all of this. Biden did too. Biden was coherent and actually sharp on a couple of things. His, uh, Biden's big thing for me is that you cannot call Antifa an idea and not say it's not an organization. It is. We've seen it time and time again. That was his biggest mistake. Uh, but Trump just, it, 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 it all sounded like a globbity gloop mashup of things that the highest office of the land should not tolerate and should not be, to be quite frank. And so who's with me on this? Lower the presidential age to run from 35 to 25. Why 25? Because a lot of the people that are in politics, I think their mind is pretty much shaped up by then on either side. I think because they've just gotten out of college, maybe even finishing law school, 
mean, we have Madison Cawthorn, I think he's 24, who is running for Congress. Pretty amazing stuff. We need young blood like that who can bring us effective ideas to the table, not just bluster, not just argumentative tactics, but true blue ideas on how to stop COVID, how to stop, or how to, how to find a solution for it. How to find a solution between better police reform and community relations. You know, Tim Scott's another one. He had this amazing bill in the Senate. But Establishment Schuber, Establishment Pelosi didn't want to take it up. And they criticized an African-American's bill to reform police. This is how far we are off as a country right now. But if we move everything to the younger ages, I do not believe in letting 16-year-olds vote. I don't even believe in 17-year-olds. I think 18 and up is a good number. But if we do that, of course, if we keep it 18 rather and not lower it, and if we do lower it, because someday maybe one party will get control of this country, heaven forbid, God forbid actually, uh, they might say 16-year-olds. And we might say, but look what they're teaching the kids in the classroom. It's as simple as that. So, if you're asking me if I was entirely pleased with last night, no. But I think that's the best solution. And no one's talked about it. Instead of analyzing the debate, which we had heard nonstop, no one brought up the idea of what can we do to change the political landscape. And my idea is to move the presidential running age to 25. It would also motivate people to get into politics, I think, a little earlier than maybe in their 30s or whatever. It would motivate them to just be involved. Because then now at 25, you got a shot to run for president. Now at 25, you got to have a shot to make your voice heard. Which ultimately I always thought America was and is, is to make your voice heard. Not have it shouted down or, or ignored because a 90-minute debate didn't even really talk to the people. And my friend joked 12 years old, and that's funny. And I, I, as I talk about this, I'm literally trying to find reasons why lowering the idea of 20, lowering the age of 25 would be a really good idea. Because I get it. Even at 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, you will have those who are these college millennials out of college who just became really far whatever and not moderate at all. And that is a risk. And I guess by 35, we think that they think better, but look at what we have. We went from by 35 to by 75. Maybe someone can stand up right on the stage and do a debate. 77. Maybe at 74, he can calm himself down, restrain himself. 
his energy, Trump's energy at 73, 74, is like a 30-year-old, 50-year-old. 50 He's energized by this, but I think a little over the top. And then by opening the door to 25, we can truly see what's on the minds of the younger gen of our generations right now and those before us. It's one thing to talk about them and say, you're our future. But it's another thing to say, you're our future, but we don't want to hear from you. Tulsi Gabbard, you're the future. But how dare you call out Hillary Clinton? Kamala Harris, you're the future. But you know what? We, we do not want you to run for president. We want you to be vice president. So much so that we are not going to vote you in and you're going to have to drop out like the first primary. Ted Cruz, a fairly young guy, had to drop out against Trump because Trump had the momentum, and still does. And I think it's the party's responsibility also to encourage the new blood, not discourage it. Because if you see the two-party system discouraging people from truly running, then you will see a whole bunch of people tune out. In fact, if it wasn't for Trump, we would be tuned out a long time ago. We already were. The Iran deal was like one of the first big things I think people woke up to. I mean, the Obamacare deal for those following at an early age was huge. But the Iran deal, and then Trump coming in the scene at the time, I think it made people more wary. I think it woke up younger conservatives too to recruit. And so how much confidence do you have right now if you're between ages 25 and 35 specifically? How much confidence do you have in either party? How would you change the party? How would you commonsensify the party? Yeah, I said it. Commonsensify it. Because I know we have ideas. I know if we just talk together, we'd brainstorm together, right, left. And we wouldn't have to hear this every damn debate. Fair. It's three and a half million okay, dollars right. from the Let's mayor of about, Moscow. Let's that talk about not true. It's a, that's a mess. That's not a debate. It's called a mess. A debacle, not a debate, really. And if you woke up today, and your age is 25 to 35, 10 years under the requirement to start running for president. Don't Didn't you wake up saying, I could do a better debate than that? I could. Did you wake up and saying, I have better ideas than what these two are trying to tell me? Did you wake up saying, man, this party really doesn't want to deal with us? And we saw that when millennials were frustrated Bernie Sanders wasn't elected as a Democrat, Democratic nominee in 2016. Fired up by a younger base. Now it's, oh, it's Joe. He's the Democratic Party, he said last night. And Trump's like the Trump Party, but in the Republican umbrella. Oh, that's cool. Cleveland's got people watching from the parking lot above Jake, a progressive field. 
in the game two of the wild card game. I knew people would be around. You can't people keep people away from the stadium too long. Um, because we're fans of every team. Fan bases are alive, energized. Uh, so that was just cool. Can't keep us away, Fauci. Can't keep us away, Manfred. We'll be there. If not inside the stadium, around the stadium. But tonight, if they Yanks happen to clinch, oh man, would that be sort of a surprise, a 2-0 punch out of the Indians. We'll have to see. And this is a welcome distraction because I, I have to tune out politics for a bit as I talk about it. Ironic, right? But no, it's um, it's time. It's time we consider having that 10-year period really feel considered. That 10-year age group who cannot run for president yet, but who wakes up and says... What the F was that debate last night? And by the way, I was talking with a friend of mine. I said to her, you know, debating should be even more, taught even more in school after last night. If we want proficient leaders, we have to have proficient debating skills. Debate class, the debate bowl, uh, wasn't just a thing on, you know, Saved by the Bell. That was a debate club is real. And you got to prepare. You've got to make your stats known. You've got to prove your point at such a young age and be very sharp with it in a matter of time. And I think from 25 to 35, that skill, we see it on social media, they are fighting already. Fighting for what they believe in already. On both sides. Now let's bring that young, fresh take onto the presidential debate stage once and for all. So we can all be spared of the bickering, the back and forth, the heckling. So we can all be spared an hour and a half of non-productive activity, except maybe cracking open a popcorn and enjoying what we saw. But I found that last night wasn't enjoyable for many. And it was a disaster on the long run. But if you allow young minds into the political sphere more so than before, you won't have that. And some might say, well, people are still paying off student debt. How could they run the country? Well, why are you judging people who have student debt? They have that debt because they went through four years of working their asses off to get where they are. And I think they have a better viewpoint than some of these 40-year politicians, 47-year politicians. And don't come at me, well, Trump's out of the establishment. Well, I've always thought he was. I think he comes out as an outsider. But he has donated. He's been in pictures for 40 years. So he's well-connected in this sphere. He is, in his own way, an establishment candidate. Just that he is having the guts to call everybody out on their BS. But isn't it time we let a 25-year-old or a little older, between 25 and 35, look someone in the face and say, you're wrong. Look someone in the face and say, you know what, you've had your time. 
Pete Buttigieg tried that. He said, time to pass the torch, Joe. Two minutes later, he drops out and he endorses Biden. This is the problem with politics. There is no way right now to carry, to pass on the torch. Because the money's there. The voting is there. The grassroots for Joe Biden, not Pete Buttigieg, not Kamala, not Amy Klobuchar, is all there. And I also believe that while Biden might be genuine that he supports law enforcement, I know the party behind him seems to be veering to defunding the police. And why that? (laughs) We saw Bill de Blasio literally take up protesters' demands to defund the police. That is an example, a shining example of what will happen I feel, in a Biden. He just doesn't want to see it, doesn't want to admit it, I don't know. Or he doesn't understand it. That he can try and win the country over saying, I support law enforcement, which he did say point blank. But he didn't say that the people around him also do. He didn't say that at all. And Trump might be right, he, he might have lost to the radical left because of supporting law enforcement. Trying to be moderate. But if you empower the younger generation to really pick up the torches and carry on the political sphere, I don't think we'd be that well off, that bad off. I thought we would be, but you know what? There are smart thinkers. On either side. We just have to see them once and for all. We've got to see them highlighted. We've got to see the Charlie Kirks out there. The real Alex Clarks. The Ashley Sinclairs. The AJ Katzenmatizes. We've got to see them front and center. We've got to see Tulsi out there. Front and center. And the Democratic Party embrace her. Not be kicking her out for 47 year termer Joe Biden. Or this will continue to be a mess and get worse as we're dealing with real issues. New York City, I wanted to believe for the last months that we are safe. I wanted to believe we are on the bound, the rebound. But today, I got a taste of reality. Now, I wasn't hurt, I wasn't touched. Nobody kicked at me. However, having someone kick a subway door in anger over a two-year-old, by the way, not wearing a mask, and a mother worried as hell that her her kid's going to get startled and also shaken, and then her having to defend herself, which was horrible. Then to see this man, this, again, grown man, Kick a subway door in anger showed me that this is where the city's at. That we are at a fever pitch, tinderbox, ready to blow. And is anybody going to finally condemn the violence 
that we've been seeing, and now that I see right in front of me, one of the guys slams the, the, the subway door with his, kicks it with his feet. That's not peaceful. That's not all mental health. You chose to kick that door. What are you going to kick next, man? Come on, think about this. No one called the cops on the guy because we didn't want trouble. But imagine feeling like you can kick a subway door in the middle of a packed subway car. Yeah, I said packed. This train is packed today. It was great to see. But this this city, you got to be vigilant. You got to have your own back. You've got to judge whether or not someone will stab you if you go run up to them and talk to them for a minute. You have to judge that. You have to make a judgment call. There's no way around it anymore. And I think the 25 to 35-year-old who's on the streets experiencing this can tell it better than three guys, and I will include Wallace on that, who sit in an office building. Yes, or it's in the White House. Sure, White House. Trump does. But sit in their White House, sit in their offices, planning everything out. They're not seeing the day-to-day realities. And that's where the 25 to 35-year-old should be motivated to jump into politics now. And say, I'm not standing for this. I'm not standing for this. It's three and a half million dollars okay, right. from the Let's mayor talk about of this. Moscow. Let's that talk about it. That's a mess. That's a mess. A debate debacle. But I can assure you, a 25 to 35-year-old most likely can give off a much better debate that can be productive and useful and substantive. And that's why I'm calling for 25 to 35-year-olds be included in the presidential race. I'm Alex Garrett. Have a great rest of your evening.